Attention architects and creative minds, get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you. It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis. Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together. You may have noticed that the very best brands in the world are also known for having somewhat unique corporate cultures. That's often the glue that holds everything together when they encounter those rough spots. We don't do it because it inconveniences the passengers to whom we are primarily dedicated, the short haul, uh, frequent flyer. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Your Brand today. Remember, no matter the size, the journey's the same. Your brand's journey to the top starts here. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this episode. BQE Core is the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Learn more at bqe.com. Context and Clarity has been called a community-based pro-practice masterclass for architects. It's awfully high praise, but since we began this journey back in April of 2020, We've certainly grown into a community of small firm architects, all focused on what matters most to their success. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you're the employee of a firm that's dreaming of going out on your own, or you've owned your own firm for 26 years. There's something here for everyone. And that's where you come in. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Context and Clarity Podcast. Every week, we have a conversation with an expert or a thought leader on things that matter most to the success of architects just like you. Then we go backstage with someone from our community and we talk about what we learned, what our biggest takeaways were, and how we're going to apply what we heard to our own businesses. In this episode, we talked to Graciela Carrillo. This is the point where I normally introduce our guests and I tell you where they work and maybe what they're involved in. And I'm certainly going to do that now for Graciela, but I think it bears noting that the list that I'm about to read is long. It's really long, and it doesn't even include half of her commitments and accomplishments. But here goes. Graciela Carrillo is the founder of the Powerful Speeches platform. She's a co-founder of the Immigrant Architects Coalition, a past president of AIA Long Island, She's a founder and the current co-chair of the AIA Long Island Women in Architecture Committee, an AIA National Young Architect Award winner, and one of the Long Island Business News Top 50 Women in Business. And 
She's the Senior Manager of Facilities for the Nassau County Board of Cooperative Educational Services. If I were to try to sum up Graciela's approach to her work and to the profession, I'd say that she takes her own experiences, that of an immigrant architect from Colombia, that of a woman who's an architect, that of someone taking the architect's registration exam when English isn't their first language, that of someone who has lots of experience in the profession while working outside of the traditional firm model. She takes all of those experiences and what it's taken for her to succeed, and she's flipped it all around so that she can pave the way for others who are following similar paths behind her. I find Graciela's approach and her passion nothing short of inspiring. Now, normally for these episodes, we're joined backstage by guests from the Context and Clarity community. For this episode, though, it's just Catherine and me. Catherine McPhail is my co-host and an architect and a podcaster from Arlington, Massachusetts. Other than Context and Clarity, Catherine's show is Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven, and she's the CEO of Demios Architects. As always, I'm looking forward to talking about our takeaways from the conversation. So let's go backstage and listen in as Catherine McPhail and I talk about our conversation with Graciela Carrillo. I thought it was a fantastic conversation. I, I find myself in this position all the time, I think, with our guests. I was really impressed. Every week is an interesting conversation that I wish could go on longer. It is amazing. And it goes on and on and on. That's why I asked her, how long did it take you to, to do all these things? Because, you know, if you look at the course of our lives, once we get to have been doing this for 30 years or so, then, you know, there's a long list, but she doesn't seem that, you know, she doesn't seem that old. What she basically said since 2017, part of how she's able to do this is she doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. She's able to devote her time to other people, I think, is 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 how she said it, that life mission, life mission, her mission in life that she mentioned of helping others. I almost think that in her context, it's sort of a mic drop moment in a way. I'm still surprised that women only make 16, they make 16 to 14% less than men, which seems to be higher than the, you know, the average, if you just Google how much less do women make than men, because it varies. I also Googled why this week, why do women make less money than men? And the answer is because women have jobs that pay less than men. I mean, that's literally the answer. Like what? Yes, they pay less, but is it the same job? That's the question. If they're also, I was really, really surprised, even though you kept talking about the 32% or the missing 33% or whatever it is, 17% of registered architects are women, which Every time I hear that, every time I hear that, I'm really surprised. Obviously, talking about Graciela Carrillo right now, we talked about the gender gap. I, I guess this is, in a way, it's one of my favorite topics because, and maybe it's a favorite because I don't understand it. Um, I, I do understand, unfortunately, some of the causes and why it continues to be, but you know, I, I think there's so much to it. There's so many facets of it. Yes, if 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 you're a woman and you have a child, is that going to affect 
your work and, and your career. Certainly it is. How do you change that mentality that allow women to stay home, work, be productive, but also take care of the family? But not only women too, men too. Like I look at Canada and other countries in Europe the woman ha the, the the women have one year of maternity leave and then the next year the men has it. you know that's that's much deeper conversation politics everything but we got to look into into that in an equal we're we're fighting for equity we're fighting for you know inclusion but we have to think about the men too they they should have the opportunity to stay home take care of kids and be providers so that's that's to me that's the equality that we need to to achieve. You get to make some choices at some point whether you want to continue on in your career. I, I said this yesterday. My wife really wanted to, and I wanted to support this when uh, when our first was born. She wanted to stay home. She wanted to be a mom and and raise raise a kid at home and not work. And I think that f for us, that was a fantastic decision. I think for our kids, that was a fantastic decision. Some people don't want to make that decision. They don't want to do that. And I, that is perfectly fine as well. I, I think it's a very complex topic, but there are some real holes. You know, why, like you said, why 16%? If a woman has the same job as a man, is that job somehow 16% less valuable to the firm simply because she's a woman? I don't, I don't buy yeah, that. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it does make sense if in the history of our society, but just on the face of it, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. And, and we touched on that a little bit, right? It's um, as Grace was talking about her involvement in the, um, Women in Architecture Committee at AIA Long Island and her experiences there. And also the, the uh, uh, Immigrant Architects Coalition, there's a lot that is baked into our culture that requires some undoing probably in order to, to change that, whatever that number is at 16% to change that number. And yeah, a lot well, of things that go along with it. You know, it wasn't that long ago it's hard to it's hard to remember somehow being a woman that a hundred years ago things were completely different from work for women, and even one hundred and thirty years ago, people literally thought women's brains were smaller. They thought we couldn't handle mental stimulation like that that we might faint or something. I don't know. It's just it's just astounding to to read about those things and think that people just accepted that as the way things were, even though there were plenty of women who were doing things that required a lot of um, thought. I don't know if they all passed out. I'm guessing not. No, it's just weird. How did that even work? And then yet they would have all these people, working people, enslaved people, a lot of whom were women, you know, all these uh, maids and housekeepers who were, who were not delicate, not, they weren't worried about them fainting. It's just a weird, the whole thing is just this narrative that is um, so odd when you think about it and women being the property of men. Yeah. And I think we all carry it in our DNA, um, you know, the, the, somehow it is passed on from generations of people 
they say it passes along in your, in your DNA, whatever trauma or whatever lives that people had is passed along. And so it's, it's still in us somehow, this idea of women needing to be um, able to land a good man to survive, like the better a man you could get, the better your life would be. And that wasn't that long ago that that was true for women. So if nothing else, we're definitely learning it, right? It's definitely being passed on by example, by experience and all of those things. So, you know, for me, an easy analogy is, um, you know, Hey, I, I need, I need to, uh, I need to work out more. I need to be healthier. I need to lose some weight, you know, those types of things. And I can look at it and I go, Oh my gosh, I, you know, pick some number out of the air. I need to lose 20 pounds or something like that. Well, I spent a good bit of time and effort putting that 20 pounds on. It's not going to come off in a day. And that's, this is not meant to be an excuse, but it's going to take some time to undo these things. To me, one of the questions is how do we accelerate that? And that's, you know, kind of bringing it back to Graciela. That's one of the things that, that really comes together for me and what she's done is if you take a step back and you look at all of her involvement and everywhere where she volunteers, you can see it, right? You, you kind of get to that 30,000 foot view and you go, okay, she's, she's doing this with the young architects and she's doing this with the women architects and she's doing this with the, the immigrant architects. And when you look at it, it, it act, you can see the steps and you can see her journey from Columbia to the United States, developing a better mastery of the English language. She talks about that some, figuring out how to navigate licensure, uh, all of those things. And then what she's done is she's turned this around and she said, hey, this is my experience. Other people have this experience too. How do I help them? And I think that's an important thing to think about when we are looking at how do we accelerate this change that needs to happen. We've got to support the people that are a step behind us. We've got to, you know, she's, I think she is paving the path for the next woman architect, for the next immigrant architect, for the next young architect, you know, all of those, those facets that make up her experience. She's paving the way. And I think that's, what's really important um, is that we're doing that. And it doesn't let people like me, again, the proverbial middle-aged white guy in the room, it doesn't let me off the hook. There, there are definite advantages to being the majority. That just means that I have, I believe, more responsibility to help, help somebody that, you know, that doesn't have those advantages. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you use your privilege to help other people, right? Who can't speak yeah. up for themselves. Let's take a quick break to share more about our sponsors, Systems and Standard Operating Procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom that you want. You need systems and procedures, but you struggle with choosing which systems you need the most and how to implement those systems quickly so that you can get back to doing what you love to do the most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by acclaimed architect and business consultant, Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. 
Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to becoming managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so that he can do what he does today, helping architects be more successful at Tiger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com masterclass. And then start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit. And when you visit bqe.com masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free. It's brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and your people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's bqe.com slash masterclass. And now let's get back to the conversation. I mean, the thing I love about uh, Graciela is that she seems to really do something about something that she sees as um, an issue. So she coming here from somewhere else saw our not talking about salaries kind of with fresh, like a different perspective, fresh eyes, like why we, we have to shed some light on this in order for it to change. And that's true. So sometimes it takes people seeing something differently than any than the other people and saying, Hey, look at this thing that isn't right. And what are we going to do about it? Instead of just, Oh, it's the way it always has been. We don't talk about it. Um, I also wanted to ask her, what, what do you think is next that you're going to shine a light on? One of the interviews I was listening to, they asked, you know, what's next. And she says, I don't know. It's, you know, she's, I don't remember exactly the word she used. I don't think it was spontaneous, but it was almost to your, your previous point where she's just looking for the next thing that she's going to notice that needs to be fixed or needs, you know, next person that needs help. And that's kind of the way that she lives her life. And I, I really appreciate that, that outlook that she has. No, I do too. And another thing I appreciate about her and it would have been my best takeaway and how am I going to apply it and all that, except for that I already kind of do it. So I feel like she's, you know, I get her that um, she just sees something, a need, and she just fills it. Like she just does it. And she, the thing is, any of us could do that. And that's the thing about it is that you can start so many things now. And it's so easy. It's so easy with all these social media platforms and the way we're connected with people all over the world very easily. So anyway, she just does it and um, gets other people who are interested together and they you know, have a survey or do whatever they're doing. And so any of us can do that about the things that we care about and ways to help people. From a leadership standpoint, it's just, it doesn't, nobody tells you how to become a leader. It just goes to me very natural or in an organic way. It's just how you surround yourself with others, um, how you connect with people. I think that I connect very good with people. I love people. I love to talk to people. Now, not in the past, I would be like in the corner, don't talk to me. 
but I love to listen. And when I listen, I learn and I can relate. So I put myself in that same situation and that's how I connect, I connect with people. Taking care of each other, in my mind, is a way I can feel better about, about things. Like we are here for each other and in these communities that we can take care of each other. I'm also going to read that book that James Petty mentioned, Women Don't Ask about negotiating, women negotiating for better salaries. And then also I was thinking about why women architects get paid less. And I think there are men who believe that men are better architects and therefore that's, they get paid more because they're better at it. So if you get paid more, that must mean you're a better architect. So it kind of feeds itself, you know? So they're like, well, of course she's not going to get paid as much because I'm a better architect. I'm positive that there's some of that. Yeah, and there, there's obviously a lot of dynamics. I'm I'm going to be interested in reading that book that James suggested as well, because I think that's part of the dynamic as well. I think it was Michelle in the live comments said that, that women don't speak up for themselves or don't ask. I think that's part of dynamic. There's, there's like we said earlier, there's a lot of culture baked into, into that question. Um, going back to your takeaway about seeing a problem as as you were recounting it there and, and when Graciela was talking about it, what's a problem that you see? What's something that needs to be fixed? And can you come up with even the most simple solution or, or even a, a, a simple problem? And I, I think that is a very good takeaway from this conversation with Graciela. For me, you know, I've, I've mentioned this a few times this year, one of the things I have on my written on my whiteboard over here is that it has to be about action. Everything has to be about action. There's this part of my brain. There's this part of my DNA that's looking around, going, "We're not, we're not doing enough." If it's not about action, what would it be about? I guess what really drove that was that we, and and when I say we, I definitely include myself. We consume a lot. We we strive to learn a lot and better ourselves by becoming more intelligent and. And, you know, knowing more about the business of architecture as an example, et cetera. But many of us are not then taking the next step of, okay, I learned this. What am I going to do with this information? Right. It's I can consume and consume and consume for the rest of my life and never take action on any of it. And in my opinion, what would that be worth? Um, so I, I think, I think that's a, I hope that's a big takeaway for for some in this conversation with Graciela is that from the outside looking in, it seems pretty simple. Oh, here's somebody that needs help or here's some here's a problem that needs to be fixed. I can do something about that. I mean it it, it almost seems like it's it's boiled down to that level. And we can. We can actually boil it down. We can. It is that simple. It is. And and People might think, who am I to start this or that? But why not you? You know, why not have it be you? If you see something you're interested, I think you have to have an interest in it or a passion about it. And then you'll find other people who also care about the subject. I I think that's an important point too, right? Why not you, right? Why do it alone? If you have that problem, someone else has that problem. So if you see something, and you want to take action on it, you should take action on it. And then go out and find the other people 
that see the same thing and want to take the same action. And now all of a sudden you have a, you have the beginnings of a movement perhaps. And it's, there's this danger. And we talked about it a little bit while we were live. There's this danger of looking at something, a, a finished product or a big organization or somebody's YouTube channel or whatever it is and go, Oh my gosh, look at how great that is. Look at how polished that is, whatever. None of them, not a single, uh, in not a single one of those examples, did it start out the way that you see it today? It all started somewhere. And, and so you can start, you can find somebody else that's passionate about it. Like you said, you can do it together and you can grow it from there. You don't need that many people. And then other people see that all oh, these people are doing it. I'm going to go do that thing too. So you, it's like a ma- it, it creates this uh, momentum for people. I'm looking forward to more conversations like this because they're important. They're important to elevate these topics. They matter the small farm architect. And that's our mission. Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Well, what did you think? Did you hear something in there that you can use in your practice today? If you were so inspired by this conversation that you'd like to watch the entire Context and Clarity Live episode, head on over to the Entree Architect YouTube channel. There's a playlist there that has all of the full Context and Clarity Live episodes. And if you want more of the Context and Clarity podcast delivered to you every week, give us a thumbs up and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. If you like content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people that care about the built environment, and it's the home of Context and Clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know you'll find something there that interests you. You can learn more at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And one last thing before you go. If the topic of today's episode is of particular interest to you, join me over on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern inside the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. That's where every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern, I host Context and Clarity Conversations, and we take topics like this, and we dig deeper. We have a conversation in real time to try to find more clarity around the things that matter most to you. So thanks for listening. I hope our time together has inspired you to think about your community and your practice and how you can support those around you. We'll be back here again next week. And in the meantime, I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so that we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most no matter what your context is. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, 
Stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.